Hi, I'm Michael Siddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. Uh, Nick, kind of an, an exciting night last night, uh, the first official English language uh, debate. And we were just talking about it before we hit the record button on the show. And, and you had some uh, very interesting pollster trivia. Yes. I don't know if it's pollster trivia. It's Nanos polling trivia. Mm -hmm. So, Michael, as you know, we've done nightly tracking since 2004. And what has happened in every election, and the Nanos team watches for this to come back, is after the English debate, someone outside of Quebec says that they're going to vote or want to vote for the Bloc Québécois, even though they don't have the <laughs> yeah. chance. Exactly. It's kind of yeah. like a bizarro movement. And uh, every single election, we watch to see whether this continues. And the streak continues. Last night, while we were doing our regular lightning tracking, someone was watching the debate. They got a call from Nanos while they're watching the debate. They're outside mm -hmm. of uh, the province of Quebec. And there was one Canadian that said, I'd like to vote for the Bloc Québécois. So the streak continues. And it speaks to the fact that, you know, for the Bloc leader, Yes, they are nationalists. Yes, they are separatists. Yes, they believe Quebec is a nation. But many times it's their no-nonsense direct demeanor that appeals at least to someone outside of uh, uh, Quebec. And they usually say, I wish that person had been the leader of some other party because I like <laughs> the way they say stuff. So there you go. The streak continues. Mark. That's amazing. Uh, so, so where are we in our, in our uh, nightly tracking numbers uh, today? Well, the latest uh, CTV Globe Nanos tracking has the Conservatives first at 33.3%, the Liberals at 31.3%, NDP 19.2%, Bloc at 6.6%, PPC, People's Party at 5.0%, not in the debate, and Green Party of Canada at 3.8% nationally. Wow. So the Conservatives and Liberals still locked in a tight race. Uh, and how are they in the uh, preferred PM numbers? Well, still pretty close on the preferred prime minister tracking. Trudeau's at 30, straight up. O'Toole's at 27.1. Singh, 19.9. Bernier, 5.5. Blanchette at 3.2. Enemy Paul at 1.6. And 12.6 Canadians still are unsure who they would prefer as prime minister. That's a big number of undecideds, uh, I guess. And, and which speaks to how important the only uh, English language debate uh, it was, uh, which was last night for us. Um, I, I want to go through the, the performances of the leaders, Nick, but we're going to do something different this time. We're going to go in uh, reverse order in terms of the number of seats they have in the House of Commons. So we're going to start with Green Party leader Annamie Paul, her first uh, English language debate. Uh, so how, how did she do? I, I thought Annamie Paul actually did quite well. She was very authentic. She managed to connect a lot of what she said to her personal life, which means that not only was she able to kind of advance Green Party policy and her vision, she was able at the same time to, to find herself, to talk about her parents, to talk about her grandparents, right? Talk about her lived and family experience. I thought that was a very clever strategy. And, and I thought generally she did a, a good job in the debate, answered the questions and was able to convey to Canadians, not just her values, but who she was as an individual. I noticed that. I mean, she, she did uh, tie a lot of her points to uh, personal anecdotes about family members, uh, you know, just, just to show Canadians who, who she was. Um, what about uh, Yves-Francois Blanchette, the uh, Bloc leader? Well, Yves-Francois Blanchette's got the easiest job in town, right? And, and, you know, one of the times, even during the debate, when the question said, you know, if you're a prime minister, he said, uh, hold on, 
I'm not interested in being prime minister. Hmm. So it's kind of fun. He's kind of like your, what I'll say, your French uncle. You don't know what they're going to say. You might not agree with what they're going to say, but they're definitely entertaining and engaging. And I think that's right. how Blanchette kind of made out last night. Uh, he had he had a couple uh, really good exchanges with Justin Trudeau. And you know what? It was a carry forward from the night before in the French debate where there was a bit of a testy exchange between those two party leaders. Hmm. Uh, I thought uh, Blanchette did very well at uh, staking out his territory. He basically said uh, he's there to advocate for Quebec. He doesn't believe that the federal government should be meddling in the uh, affairs of provinces. It's probably why some people like that, uh, that particular view. Um, and, uh, and he, he was pretty, he was, he was pretty relaxed because, you know, in the English debate is just gravy for him, right? Mm -hmm. The big show was the French debate the night before. Hmm. Uh, and let's move on to NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. I thought Jagmeet Singh did a, a really good job last night at uh, engaging uh, both the front runners because he was focused clearly on Justin Trudeau and Aaron O'Toole. Uh, Singh's a great, uh, he did, he, he's, he's great at this. He's very relaxed. He's very natural. Uh, his personality comes through. It explains why his likability scores uh, in a lot of the research that's out there is, are, is so strong. So I thought he had a, a pretty, a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent showing. Although I'd like to say maybe there wasn't as much of a spark. Uh, perhaps it was because of the format, but pretty hmm. solid performance from Jagmeet Singh. Uh, and now we've got uh, conservative leader Aaron O'Toole. I thought Aaron O'Toole, it looked like, and I think he, he was focused on trying to look prime ministerial um, and not to be emotional, not to be hyper, not to mm -hmm. kind of just, uh, just to be fairly even in his uh, demeanor. And he was completely, you know, for anyone in the, who's a communications expert, he was completely on message all the time. It's pretty clear that he's very disciplined in terms of his ability to answer questions and, uh, and also to pivot back to, to deliver the message that he wants to deliver. So I'd like to say that he, he, did, uh, he, did, he did pretty well in the debate. He was very focused, he was very disciplined, I think, and workmanlike, I would say, mm. in, in his uh, approach. Uh, did he inspire? Did anybody inspire? I don't think so, but uh, pretty good showing from, from Aaron O'Toole. Uh, Liberal leader Justin Trudeau, a lot at stake for him in this debate as he's locked in a tight race with Aaron O'Toole. How, how did he do? Well, I thought he did okay com considering the circumstances. And, you know, for any incumbent uh, that's in a debate, it's a tough spot because you have to defend your record. So mm. the thing is, is for Justin Trudeau, he had to start the debate by defending why he called the election and was hammered on that front. And then they had to continually defend what his what he was doing in Afghanistan, his energy policy, his environmental policy, his policy to help uh, affordable living, all that kind of stuff. So, so usually for the incumbent, it's to to get through without being bruised too much. I thought uh, I thought he I thought Justin Trudeau also did uh, reasonably well. A uh, bit of a fast talker uh, compared to some of the others, which probably showed that he really wanted to get in there. But uh, but he did. Uh, I think he did what he had to do and. He was on the defensive because he is the incumbent hmm. and uh, was on the receiving end of a lot of barbs. Uh, speaking of, of the past six years uh, of his government, I, I noticed 
enemy Paul and Aaron O'Toole both brought up uh, Jody Wilson Raybould uh, to 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 use to yeah to to attack him. That that was sort of an interesting moment. I thought. Yeah, and you could see in the body language of Justin Trudeau that he did a. Oh, I wish yeah. I wasn't. I don't want to hear that name uh, mm. during the debate. And uh, you know, the other thing that we have to say about the debate, and this is very important. Although clearly it would have been better if there were more women in the debate, but the parties choose their leaders, not the Canadian populace. But if there were more women, the debate really was a showcase of diversity for Canada. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. I, 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 I watched the debate and you know what, when we look at the debates, national debates in other countries, in France, Germany, the United Kingdom, the United States, they're fairly monotone. Hmm. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think as Canadians, we should be proud that there's much more diversity at the top compared to a lot of other, other countries. But, you know, when enemy Paul said that uh, there should be more women on the stage, she's bang on absolutely right. Hmm. Uh, Nick, so not at the debate was People's Party of Canada leader, Maxime Bernier. He did not make the cutoff to, to, to get on stage. Uh, but his supporters were protesting outside uh, the debate area. Um, the People's Party of Canada, they, they seem to have uh, an increasing presence uh, in, in your polling. Uh, yeah. Can, can you talk about that a bit? Well, think of it this way. On, on August 12th, the baseline, they had 1.9% support. Now in our tracking, they have 5% five, uh, 5 support. But the interesting thing, Michael, is that support is there's not a lot of support in Quebec, which is ironic considering Maxime Bernier is based in the province of Quebec. That support is in Ontario and the prairies primarily and a little bit in British Columbia. And it speaks to the fact that he's, uh, he's, he's touched a nerve. Hmm. So think of it this way, one out of 20 Canadians uh, would, if an election were held today, would uh, tick the People's Party of Canada box. And they're, uh, they're, and, you know, they're protesters and that party is punching above the weight, their weight. Mm. It'll be interesting to see whether they can deliver on the support that they have and is seen in the polls. Uh, Nick, you just mentioned that they're not as popular in Quebec as they are uh, out, out west, but what, what else do we know about the demographics behind the supporters? Do you, do you have any other insights? Yeah, it's actually the, the profile of the People's Party. And we have to say, and I know Maxime Bernier would probably not refute this, that the People's Party is a populist party, right? Mm -hmm. And has been molded in that kind of populist theme. And in our polling, at least, uh, when we look at the profile, the demographic profile of individuals that are more likely to vote for the People's Party, they tend to be male and they tend to be younger. That's the same type of thing that we see in, in other countries. It's uh, young men, many of whom might be whatever, trying to, you know, their first job, think that mm -hmm. uh, the world's against them, are more likely to turn towards uh, these populist uh, style parties. So we see that same international trend in Canada in terms of the demographic for these populist parties being younger and more likely to be male. Now, if, if you're conservative leader, Aaron O'Toole, and you're, and you're, you're really trying to get ahead of the liberals, are, are you concerned uh, of any potential vote splitting if, if some people are voting for the People's Party of Canada? Well, if you're Aaron O'Toole and uh, play fantasy politics and, and you'd say, what would the world look like without Maxine Bernier? <laughs> in the, no, seriously, right? They'd be like, man, if those folks weren't there. You know, mm. if, if you add, you know, if the People's Party is at 5% and the Conservatives are at 33%, 
you put the conservatives into majority territory at 38, mm -hmm. it'd be like 38, 31, which would be potentially a conservative, uh, a conservative majority government. So, so they're a factor because every single percentage point counts. And, you know, in some of these races, if the, if the conservatives are split, and even if the people's party in a local race gets five, six, 7%, even 3%, it could make the difference in a close race with the, with the other parties. Hmm. And on the other side of that, we've got uh, the NDP. I, I imagine there's quite a few uh, ridings where uh, Justin Trudeau might be sweating, you know, considering uh, NDP support. Uh, and he was going after saying a lot of, in the debates. Is that a real concern for, for him as well? Absolutely. You know, the thing is, is uh, if the NDP continue to hold their numbers, if they, they can hold on to 20, 21 percent support, it's just going to be mathematically very difficult for the Liberals to win a majority government. They can still win the election, but it'll be harder for them to, to win a majority government. And I think we saw a little bit of that at the at the end of the campaign where Justin Trudeau was interjecting with uh, Jagmeet Singh and, uh, you know, basically trying to tell people, you know, if you want to stop the Conservatives, there's only one option. It's if you're a progressive voter and it's the Liberals. Hmm. Uh, Nick, as always, thanks very much. That was fun. Uh, and where can we find you? On Twitter at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos, or visit www.nanos.co. And I'm also on Twitter at Michael Stittle. You can also uh, hear more about the uh, debate. We have a full recap and fact-checking and analysis at ctvnews.ca. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>